Welcome to the Questions of Faith podcast. I'm Brad Stevens here with Dr. Timothy Laredo. And the question that we will be asking the doctor today is, how do I be thankful when things go wrong? This week is Thanksgiving. And in this episode, we're going to begin by looking at a framework for how to how to deal with uh, things in our lives that are going wrong, but still be thankful. And we're going to outline some really important principles for thinking about ways in which we can have a posture of gratitude and thankfulness despite things in our life that may not be going well. And so I'd encourage you to listen to this episode, whether things in your life are going great or whether they're not, to, in the season of Thanksgiving, really have a framework for a posture of gratitude. Well, Dr. Tim, with this week of Thanksgiving coming up, the question that has been proposed is how to be thankful when things are not going so great, yeah. uh, when things are going wrong in our life, when it's, we don't want to be thankful, we want to be hateful. <laughs> you know, uh, that's a tough spot to be in. Everyone's been there. Sure. And it can kind of, you know, we can throw around and say, oh, come on, just just be thankful, cheer mm, up, Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. pick yourself up, it's going to get better. But that, that can be extremely hard. Sure. When some really tough things, whether it be family, whether it be mm-hmm. health reasons, yeah. you know, you could be, to your knowledge, living the best you can for the Lord. Right. And things just go bad. Sure. Yeah. And we are called to be thankful in all things. Yeah. So yeah. how how does one do that? Yeah, that's, you're right. You know, in a season of Thanksgiving, when everyone's telling you, be thankful, be thankful, you, you have so much to be thankful for. And, and while you, you know, mentally understand, yes, I do have a lot to be thankful for. At the same time, you know, when things going wrong in our lives, especially things of, of major proportion, you know, uh, it is a, a struggle to to be thankful in those moments. And so, uh, you know, this question, you know, is one you, you can frame in such a way that it's it's born out of a struggle, a desire to want to be thankful, but you know, things going wrong in in your life makes it very challenging. And so. First off, I want to say, you know, th- that that struggle is, uh, you know, hashtag the struggle is real, right? I mean, that that is that's a real uh, thing that we face when, you know, things are falling a- apart around us or when things aren't going uh, well to the natural side of us, the, uh, the fleshly side of us, um, it does, you know, gravitate towards uh, you know, being unthankful and complaining and having, uh, you know, things of of pity parties. And, the, the, you know, that's the fleshly side of us. And we're all, you know, we live in flesh, right? We live in a human uh, body. And so, those, it's real, right? It's something you said that... said it time and time again, we're spiritual, yeah. physical beings. Exactly, yeah. Intrinsically connected together in that way, and you can't separate it. Sure, sure. And so... While spiritually we know the right answers and we know, uh, you know, exactly what the the Christian thing is to do in that moment, at the same time, because we are physical beings, that you're right that that our flesh is pulling us towards wanting to be unthankful in times when things are going bad and things are going wrong, and you know, there's there's some things, you know, you know. Some people, well, that's just a minor thing or whatever. You know, th- there are some trivial things that people, you know, it, it, you can say, well, you just need to be thankful, like get over it, right? But, you know, for a lot of people, that's not what the issue is. The issue is there's something major going on in their life 
that is is causing them to uh, their spirit to uh, you know struggle with their flesh over being thankful. And you know, of course, you know, at first glance, we would say, you know, it's so easy to be thankful when everything's going right in your world, right? When uh, you got lots of uh, money in the bank and nobody's sick in your family, work is going well, friendships are all healthy, everything's going great. Uh, you know, you think, well, it's really easy to be thankful when things are going well. But, uh, you know, our human nature is such that we take a lot of things for granted, don't we? Mm-hmm. We are we are really, really good at uh, at taking things for granted. And w- one of the things that I want to start with here and help framework, uh, give us a framework for thinking about being thankful when things are going wrong in our life is I want to I, I, I want to address an assumption that we often have as humans. And this assumption is that we think we should have things good in our life. This assumption that I I am owed or I deserve or the that good life now. Yeah, that my uh that that I have right, quote unquote right to good. And that's such a basic assumption that we often believe. But if you really stop and think about it, why should anything good happen to me? Mm, right? It's a tough pill to swallow. It is. It's it's wow. it's a humbling thing, mm-hmm. and it's one in which, you know, uh, it goes against again our fleshly nature. But it's it's one which I find ingrained into a lot of Christians. And especially this assumption that I deserve good things in this life. Um, and if you really think about it, you know, from, uh, you know, all the way back to the Garden of Eden, God created everything good, right? Uh, and he said, uh, you know, he blessed it, everything was good. And things went bad as a result of human action, as a result of human sin. Like, like we did that like we as a human uh you know beings we did that we created uh this uh this environment in which we're living in well, cursed the snake with. tempted eve and saying like there's more yes that you, you are owed to be like god don't you want to be like god sure you know you are you are less you you could be living a better life so yes. to speak you know yeah, 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 what yeah. You're trying to say making you unthankful for all the yes. good <laughs> that Absolutely. they had right i mean how how much better could you get than the Garden of Eden, For right? Real. But like, it wasn't so this, this problem has been from the beginning. Sure, this isn't yeah. anything new. Yes, unthankfulness. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and so, you know, you remember the story God told Adam that you know, in the day that you take of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the day you do that, you're going to die. And a lot of times when we read that and think about that, a lot of times people spiritualize that. And there is a spiritual degree to that, but this is something in which, as spiritual, physical beings, like there is, God had every right to kill Adam and Eve in that moment. Just as you think of like Uzzah in the Bible, when he touched the presence of God, he dies immediately, or those that go into the Holy of Holies uh, improperly, or those who you know, they're consumed by fire of God. Like, 
like God would not have been unjustified in in destroying Adam and Eve in that moment. But God's and his goodness and mercy uh, didn't, and in fact is is showing uh, his uh, you know future uh, you know sacrifice that he's going to do by providing a lamb and saying I'm going to uh, to uh, you know destroy the serpent and all those type of prophetic things. But uh, our default assumption as humans should be to expect that we would be separated from God and are undeserving of death. That framework is, is the reality of the framework that we should start with uh, from a Christian perspective. And if you start from that perspective, you realize that, yeah, I've got bad things in my life and things in my life that aren't good and even you know, are, are hard or challenging. But as a believer, as a Christian, that none of those things are, you know, to if we're going to weigh on a scale compared to what I really deserve, I deserve the wrath of God. I deserve, uh, you know, death and, and, and my, the punishment of my sins and all these good things that I have in my life. Uh, are anything good that I have, anything, literally anything good that I have in my life is as a result of the blessings and the mercies of God. And, you know, this idea that, you know, Job talks about in his, his uh, going through what he went through, you know, should we, should we just, you know, think that we get good and, and not that there's bad in this life and all, all these types of things, but a posture of thankfulness it first springs from a grateful heart that starts with a humble attitude that recognizes the fact that I'm not owed anything except for death, destruction, you know, the weight of my sin, the wages of my sins being death. Like, I'm not owed anything by God or by anybody else for that matter, right? But at the same time, God and his mercy and grace has given me and given us so many blessings and so many good things and that I can't just focus on what's bad in my life, but I also have to recognize all the good things in my life. What, what comes to your mind when we talk about that reframeworking of, you know, the posture of I'm not owed anything good, but I am, you know, everything good that I have is a result of God. Well, in so many of our conversations, I believe that you bring to the table knowledge that we already know. Mm-hmm. Like we, we have sure, the sure. head knowledge. Right. But I don't think we have taken the time to, as you say many times, sit with it mm-hmm. and let it make its way down into our heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when we purposefully take the time to really, you know, and we talked about it before the spiritual discipline of silence, mm-hmm. just let this thought sink down into our heart. It's extremely humbling. Sure. And I totally agree that this is where we have to start because if there's any minuscule amount of good Mm -hmm. that comes out of our life, it's not what we are owed, but it's what has been given to us. Yes. And we can be thankful for that. Mm -hmm. But I agree. We have to take a minute to stop and thank the Lord for 
what he's done for us and where where we should be. Yeah. But we need to take that time to do that. Sure. Especially. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Especially in times when you're going through hard things, right? Mm. Because it's so easy to emotionally get charged. Yes. Yeah. And and the enemy wants to 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 be like, well, God doesn't love you. God doesn't care for you. Why if if God loved you, why were you going through why are you going through these things? Those those type of uh, deception deceptive lies that the enemy wants to put into our hearts into our spirits when we're going through hard things. If we it, it, those those lies can appear to be true when we don't have a framework for understanding where we came from and where what we really deserve and what uh, you know what God has done in our lives uh, and you know what what James talks about uh, he says you know every good and every perfect gift cometh down from above from the Father of light at lights and there's no variableness neither shadow of turning it's this idea that all the goodness that we receive comes down from God, <clears throat> and he he frames it in this framework of faithfulness because of the faithfulness of God. There's neither shadow of turning. There, there's no there's no variation. There's no changing in God's nature, and so God's faithfulness is something that we can look to as the this cornerstone of His goodness. Like He's He's good to us. And it's not just that he's good to us some of the time, but he's actually good to us all of the time, even in the hard times, even in the uh, times where we're struggling or things in our life aren't going as we'd like them to, that God hasn't stopped being good to us in those moments, uh, that every breath that we breathe, God is being good to us, and every uh, thing that we have is a result of the goodness of God, and and both spiritually and and physically, and so any goodness, any reason to be thankful, any blessing that I might experience in this life, it derives its source from the goodness of God. And so, you know, when you really stop and think about it, a lack of thankfulness is really a lack of thoughtfulness, like. The reason why, I, if if I don't express thankfulness, it's really because I haven't thought about who God is and what He's done in my life and His goodness and His blessings and His faithfulness. Like, like I I've I've not st- taken the time to to think on these things whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Things are lovely. Mm-hmm. Whatsoever things are pure. Paul says in Philippians, think on these things. And uh, I just want to encourage our listeners, you know, maybe in the season of Thanksgiving, you're going through an incredibly hard time. Uh, here in a minute, we're going to go through some, some principles, a couple of uh, principles to, to think about as we're going through uh, this, this episode. But, but just to, uh, to recognize this idea that, that everything that I have, every good thing in my life is because of God. And that, in fact, I really deserve the, the wrath of God and the uh, judgment of God.
I believe though that it's it's easy to not take the time to think. Sure. In our day to day life, it it's really hard yeah. to carve out time. I mean, uh, just for personal devotion time, mm. the world and our life has a very easy way of taking up a majority of our time. So mm-hmm. you're saying that we need to take the time to realize our position and realize the goodness of God. Sure. Especially, uh, I mean, this is something to be done at all times, right? But especially in seasons in which uh, we're going through hard times, you know, especially in seasons where we're, we're not feeling especially thankful in, in times where uh, the enemy would tempt us to look around and, and, and be ungrateful and unthankful especially in those moments where the enemy would want to do those things it's that's going to be the hardest times to do it sure absolutely yeah but you know if you if you take this as a posture and a framework mm. for which you think and the way that you think about the world and the way you think about your life it really does help you know to uh, to guard against those uh, those moments in which the enemy would want to do that. But if your framework of thinking is, I deserve these, I, I deserve good things, I deserve this or that or the other, I'm owed this or I'm owed that, your framework is faulty. And because of that, uh, the enemy is going to be so, it's going to be so easy for the enemy to come in and say, you know, well, God's not been good to you and God doesn't love you and the the church doesn't love you and blah, 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 blah. Go down all those rabbit holes. And so, so I, I want to quickly go through a couple principles to think about uh, this framework of understanding that anything good in my life is because of God and his goodness. Um, and I found these these principles to be personally helpful for me. Uh, to keep a grateful heart, heart, and so I hope that they'll uh, be helpful to you. The first one uh, we've kind of hinted at a little bit, um, but it's just this idea of liter- literally counting your blessings, right? Uh, and I've mentioned this principle in uh, an episode we did on discouragement, but but just for sake of this episode, I, I want to reframe it and re uh, bring it up, but. Uh, this idea of counting your blessings in a literal aspect, uh, you know, I, I've done this many times, but at times especially where I'm going through uh, a time of uh, hardship or a time in which I'm struggling uh, with, uh, you know, things in my life or things in my life aren't going well, what I'll do is uh, set a time, and I'm, usually I'll do a 30-day period, but 30-day period in which I, every day for 30 days, I write down 10 different things that I'm thankful for. And every day it has to be 10 new things that I am thankful for. And, you know, the first day, uh, it, the reason why I like this exercise is the first day, because I'm not feeling especially grateful or I'm, I'm struggling with something, right? The first day is really easy, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful, thankful for, for my, my kids. Yeah. Thankful yeah. for my job. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's really easy. But come but, day 12. Yeah, yeah. I've really got to think. I've really got mm. to to get down into things that I normally don't thank God for. And I just take for granted every single day. And, you know, it's a really healthy and helpful exercise because I, I really get to reflect on my blessings and the goodness of God in my life. and. You know, it's it's um, one person said that thankfulness is uh, is a wonderfully healthy uh, you know exercise for the soul. Like being thankful 
it really is it's it's like it's like vitamins for the soul like it does something for you uh that helps immensely give you strength in the midst of hard times in the midst of struggling times in the midst of uh, seasons in which things aren't going well in your life and instead of putting all of your energy and focus on the one two three maybe five things in your life that aren't going well right now right on the hundreds or thousands of things in your life that God has blessed you with and the goodness. And it helps, this this exercise really helps to reframe this, this thinking process of recognizing uh, the goodness of God in my life. It, it far outweighs this temporary uh, thing that's bad, this this uh, situation in my life that is not good it really helps to out, uh, out to reframe that and to work and so i'd really encourage somebody uh, in this season of thanksgiving uh maybe maybe 30 days is is a bit much for you but but maybe this week you know um do that you know for every day this week um, so 7 days uh you know do 10 or maybe because you're doing fewer do 15 uh, a day or whatever you know by the end of the week 70 things that you're thankful for and, um, you know, and just once you've got that piece of paper, you know, just sit with that paper for a little bit and just just let the Spirit of God uh, strengthen you with the blessings that you have in your life. Instead of letting the enemy, you know, steal from you your strength and your joy from the things in your life that aren't going well. Because in that moment, your, your spiritual man mm. is working out and he's able yeah. to... To, to whip the physical man that wants to to cry and weep and, sure. and complain yeah and you are you are purposefully taking control over your human nature mm-hmm. that does not want what God wants sure yeah and 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 if if you're spirit filled when you've got that list out in front of you it's going to be a reflex in which you are just naturally going to start praising God. You're naturally going to start worshiping. You're naturally going to start that that which just breaks down everything mm-hmm. that the physical is fighting against. Exactly. Yeah. Which leads to the second thing that I want to talk about as far as a principle uh, for uh, how to be thankful in seasons that are hard uh, is to sing songs of praise. There is something powerful about singing and worshiping uh, songs of thanksgiving in the midst of hard times, in the midst of struggles. And if you really think about it, the Psalms, they are songs of praise that David or uh, Asaph or or one of the other uh, psalmists are writing many times. Not so good times. (laughs) Yeah, in the midst of Hardship, and if you'll read a lot of the Psalms, if you'll notice this pattern that happens over and over and over again, David begins the Psalm in this: you know, my enemies are coming against me, my struggles are coming, or you know, I I'm gonna be overwhelmed, I'm in the miry clay, you know, it's it's this hardship moment. But he always turns and ends the song in this, but I know God will deliver me. But, but you know, many there be that say of my soul, there's no help for thee in God, but, but thou art a shield for me, the glory and the lifter up of my head. Like, there's this pattern of, as David is singing, he's, he's pouring out his struggle. He's pouring out his heartache. But as he's singing this worship to God, like it's just inevitable. It cannot help but turn to 
the a, a posture of thanksgiving and a posture of gratitude for the goodness of God in in his life. And you know, just a quick couple of quick examples of that. Um, Psalms nine and one: I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praises. Uh, to your name, O Most High, right? Psalms thirteen six. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountiful with me. Psalms 105, 2. Sing to him, sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Psalms 59, 16. But I will sing of your strength. I will sing aloud of your steadfast love in the morning. For you have been to me a fortress and a refuge in the day of my distress. Like, we could literally make an an hour and a half podcast of just reading psalms where david is 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 singing about singing to the lord where he is just saying this is what i'm going to do in this moment i'm troubled i've got a uh, hardship in my life there's things that are going wrong in my life but what i'm going to do in this moment is i'm going to sing to the lord i'm going to worship his name and there's power that's in that. There is it's, it's reprogramming our focus mm-hmm. from our situation to the situation fixer. Yeah, and then even not so much that he can fix my situation, but I can be thankful for who he is through my situation. Yeah, for sure. One of the most intimate moments that I've I, I, I could probably say I've ever had with the Lord was a time in which, you know, I, I did that exercise of going through 300, you know, for 30 days, uh, 10 each a day. And, and then, so I had these 300 things in which I was blessed and thankful for. And I just began to literally just make up a song of praise to the Lord for these different things. And it was just personal. Like, I, I'm not re- going to record it. You're never going to hear it, right? It, it, yeah. it wasn't for anybody else. Wow. But it was just this moment of, you know, making a melody to the Lord for His goodness and His mercy in my life, and it was, it was powerful. As I am, you know, singing a song that only I can sing, of all the goodness and the mercies of God in my life, and just pouring out my praise to the Lord. And it was, uh, you know, it was it was a moment in which God did something. You know, I could. Uh, you, you could feel it concrete that God was doing something in that moment. And so, you know, I, I encourage you, you know, to to sing to the Lord. And you can sing songs that other people have written. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, and and but, but the words of the song, the melody of the song, you know, it's just you and God. Those things aren't the things that matter. But it's this moment of just worshiping God for all the goodness that He's done for us, and especially as Pentecostals, uh, this is my uh, this is my little soapbox here. So I'll hit it for two seconds. But as Pentecostals, uh, believe not only just you know praying in tongues, but singing in tongues, praising, yeah, and so exactly. So this idea of you know as you're worshiping God for all His goodness and His mercy and His grace, singing unto the Lord uh, from your heart. You know, singing in tongues is a powerful mode of of worshiping to God. Uh, when when you've said all that you can say and worship to God and singing, and you've you've made that 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 outcry of your heart to just sing in tongues to God as a mode of worship to Him, in which He hears and knows the depths and the the groanings of our heart. And so, uh, singing to the Lord, especially in seasons of hardship is a powerful tool to to help us as 
as believers to reframe our thankfulness and our posture of gratitude towards the Lord. And this is not just an Old Testament thing. This is not just something that in the Psalms that David did, but the New Testament speaks over and over again about this. And just quickly, I'll mention a couple, but Ephesians chapter 5, uh, Paul says, speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so this, he's encouraging them to to sing and to make melodies in your heart to the Lord, uh, and, and you're doing that giving thanks. Uh, Colossians chapter 3, uh, Paul says, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. Almost the exact same uh, phrase. Acts chapter 16, if you remember the story, Paul and Silas are in the uh, prison. They've been beaten for the name of Christ, and you remember their their Bible says they're praying and singing hymns to God, and it's that moment of, you know, suffering, hardship, things in their life not going as they would like them to go, but they are singing, and it's that it's that melody that moves the hand of God as the uh, the prison is shaken and those around them hear what God is doing, and so there's really a vast depth of power that comes to worshiping and singing uh, thanksgiving to God in the midst of hardship and trials. And just as a brief rabbit trail, if you're interested and that idea of singing in tongues caught your attention, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 18, What is the Purpose of Speaking in Tongues? And this is the episode where Dr. Laredo really dives into prayer and praise and the different modes that that can be done in. So I just wanted to take note there that that may have caught someone's ears that doesn't quite understand. It was new for me. And so um, I definitely go back and listen to that episode. For sure. Yeah, that'd be great. A uh, third thing that I'd like to point out as a way in which uh, we can be thankful and what God can do in our lives in the midst of hardship, struggling, uh, how to be thankful is to serve others. There is something powerful about uh, serving others and allowing God to use us in moments in which uh, you know we may be struggling or we may be dealing with things in our own personal life. As we, you know, the enemy will want to in that moment make us inward focused and make us thinking only about our problems or only about what we're going through and and really make us you know all about us and really uh, frankly make us selfish in that moment and and so serving others is a powerful way to be thankful in in times in which things are not going well in, in your life or you're dealing with hard things um instead of um you know what was me, Eeyore mentality, right? And, and just, uh, you know, getting into that cycle of, uh, you know, sorrow and pity to, to go and help somebody, go and serve somebody, go and give uh, of your time, uh, of your resources, and to, to bless somebody else who is in need or is, is struggling or whatever the case might be. It does something to your spiritual life and makes you grateful when you look outside yourself and realize, you know, 
it's not all about me, and I'm not the only one struggling. I'm not the only one going through hard things. And uh, in fact, there's a lot of other people out there that have worse than me, right? But the enemy want us will want us to be like, oh, this is the you know I, I I've got it the worst, and no one else is as bad as got as bad as me, and things in my life, or you know all those type of destructive thought patterns. But instead, as we serve others, we recognize the the truth that. Again, it reaffirms the blessings that we have in this life as we we look around us and realize, wow, God has been good to us. And it's also an exercise in in spiritual gifts. You know, uh, that's what Peter talks about in First Peter chapter four, where he says, "As each of you have received a gift, use it to serve others as a good steward of God's grace." In other words. The grace of God in your life has given you gifts, given you things that are at your disposal, uh, whether that's simple as time, right? That's the grace of God that you have time, uh, or whether that's some resources or it's energy, health, or whatever that is. God's grace, uh, maybe, maybe it's uh, an encouraging word, or God's given you some talents, to use those graces that God has given you to serve others. And as you're a good steward of the grace that God has given you, God rewards that. God blesses that. God God uses that in powerful ways as you steward the grace of God in your life well. But what's tempting, what the enemy wants to do in that moment is, is for us to bury the grace of God in our life, to to ignore the grace of God and the, the blessings, the gifts that He has given us, and to ignore them. But instead, if we'll be good stewards of those and, and give those and to bless other people, God will bless us in those moments. It's the it's the the law of uh, the spiritual law of sowing and reaping, right? And as you sow. God's going to bless you and, and reap things in your life, both spiritually and uh, through the things that you're going through as you look outside yourself and serve others. Um, I think it's a, it's a very, very important principle of a way to be thankful in the midst of uh, things that are going wrong in your life. So if we start off by taking the time to sit with just ourself, our thoughts, and take a look at what God's been good to us mm-hmm. in our life. Sure. And that can lead us to songs of praise and mm-hmm. praising the Lord for what he has done, what he is doing, even in these times of hardship, mm-hmm. um, and we can be thankful. And then that should then spur us to go out and serve others. Yeah. That's another way that we can be thankful is is putting is putting our life to the side mm-hmm. and for the sake of serving others. And then it also can show us that, hey, it might not be as bad as what um, uh, Pity Party Me wanted mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. So where yeah. else can we go from here? I just want to end with one uh, final principle that I think is uh, 
important one to kind of summarize uh, this episode and to think about how to be thankful in the midst of hard times is is this principle of acting grateful. Okay, and what I mean by that is I think it's really important that we make a distinction between feeling grateful and being grateful. In other words, so can you be grateful without feeling grateful? Well, eventually you the feelings will come. Okay. Right. But see, at first mm-hmm. when when you're going through hard things or you're going through a season, you don't, okay, I see. Yeah. Do you see the the Yeah, distinction? you don't feel it. You don't feel it uh-huh. at first. It can be easy to give in to those me me me. Right. Yeah. Woe is me. Yes. versus the thankfulness mentality. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And I put this last uh, for a couple reasons, but but one to help us to 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 recognize that in this moment that you know these principles that I've laid out before of writing down that list uh, mm-hmm. of counting your blessings and yes and and uh, the the idea of singing and worship that's action. action and serving it's it's action, but to help us to recognize that that when we start these things the feeling isn't going to probably be there. That's really good. The feeling is going to be one of discouragement, of depression, of of worry, of anxiety, of 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 you know pressures, things that that are going on that are going wrong in our life right now. The You're feeling is going, going to be against the flow. Yes, and instead of being controlled by that, I think it's really important to to recognize this distinction between I don't have to feel grateful to act grateful and uh, there's there's a lot i could say in this this episode uh about you know we you know we live in a world in which people are controlled by feelings so much uh but really from a, a biblical perspective we 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 aren't to operate by our feelings or our emotions but we act by faith right we the just shall live by faith and so this idea of I can be and begin to act grateful even though I don't feel it. And that's not that's not a hypocrisy. That's not, you know, fake, but it's it's moving me towards a a moment where I will feel that, right? If you do these things, you lay out these principles, if you do these, at the end of it I promise you're going to feel it. Mm-hmm. But but it's that moving, like, no, I don't feel this in this moment, but I'm going to choose to Choosing. act, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I guess the one thing I want to make a distinction of is, is this isn't putting on a mask mm-hmm. for the sake of hiding right. what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. What we're doing here is we are purposely making steps to be thankful. Sure. And, and that can be hard. That can be difficult. But it's not trying to hide what's really going on. Sure, sure. I think there's a difference there. And that could be easily maybe like, you know, oh, I'm just going to put on a happy face. Right. But we're, we're actually progressively taking steps. I think it's like steering a vessel, a big ship mm. in the sea. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't turn very quickly, mm-hmm. you know, this a huge barge, but it picks up speed as it makes its turn. Sure, and yeah. And eventually we're going faster than we were at the beginning because we've turned the ship around. Yeah, and depending on the severity of the problems, mm-hmm. the, the trouble, it take the, time. yeah, it can it can take take uh, some time, and you know that's why I've done the thirty day deal. I mean, the, the, those those longer periods of time in which it's not just a, a one moment, sit down, you know, 10, 15 minute moment, and then I move on, right? But it's this it's this this ingraining of this spiritual, uh, you know, discipline, this spiritual activity in my life, which is 
over time building something in me. It's, it's like momentum. Yes. You know, like yes. by day 29, mm-hmm. you have 290 things you've been thinking about. Yes. And I mean, versus day two, where you only have 20. Sure. It's building something uh-huh. in your life and it's shifting uh, you f- from you know, the actions in which your mind was thinking the framework to to now your 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 actions and your being is is moved you in a different direction towards gratitude, towards thanksgiving. And you know, I so I, I think it's really important that we make that distinction between feeling thankful, feeling grateful, and that of being grateful. Like mm-hmm. the making that distinction because for some, they 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 say, "Well, I don't feel thankful. I don't feel grateful." And I want to say, "That's fine. You 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 probably don't. Like, I don't. I'm not arguing with you about that. Like, you're right, and and you're not wrong for feeling that way. But we're also not going to let those feelings control us. But instead, we're going to act grateful. We're going to act thankful, uh, even though I'm not feeling it in the moment. But I want to be grateful. I want to be a person of thanksgiving. Um, and, and because I want to be that, and God's calling me to be that, like um, Scripture clearly lays out that the will of God, one of the wills of God for our life is to be thankful. Like, and if you really sit and think of, of all the things that God has done for you, like you would agree, yes, it is the will of God for me to be thankful for all His, his goodness and mercy. It's just in this moment, I don't feel it. And so, because I, I don't feel it, some people say, well, I can't be uh, be grateful because I don't feel it. And again, we don't walk by our emotions or our feelings, but we're going to walk by faith in this moment of hardship and say, I'm not feeling it, uh, and there's things in my life that are going wrong, but I'm going to begin to act grateful. I'm going to begin to uh, have a posture of being grateful and just I challenge you to see what God does in that. Um, and because I know the goodness and the faithfulness of God, I know that he will do great things in your life as you begin to act in a posture of gratitude. I, I pray this prayer a lot. Uh, it's from the Psalms, uh, but I catch myself praying it a lot. And so I just want to say it over you as we end this episode. The psalmist says, today is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And it's this affirming statement of choice that God has made today. And because God made today, I will choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Everything in my life may not be like I'd like it to do be, and the things in my life may not be as I'd like them to be. But God, you made today, and because you made today, I'm going to rejoice and be glad. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Questions of Faith podcast. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing and writing a review on your preferred audio platform. That would really help us out. This show was produced by Brad Stevens, theme music by the band Liquify. Questions of Faith is a ministry of Faith Tabernacle Assembly of God located in Denton, Texas. The goal of this podcast is to equip the modern day Christian with answers to timeless questions. 
If you would like to submit a question that may be highlighted on the show, you may do so by emailing us. That email address is questions at ftdenton.com. You may also submit a question by messaging our Facebook page, Questions of Faith Podcast. And until next Monday, God bless.